Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there, you are listening to episode 250 of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Today we're going to talk about sexual communication. I invited a few of my favorite therapists, educators, and authors to share some of their secrets for having effective sexual communication. I'm very excited to share with you. But before I tell you about our episode today, I wanted to share with you that this week is your last opportunity to enroll for my signature course for couples called Bedroom Fizzle to Sizzle. This is a six weeks online program that helps you to revive and elevate your sex life. It includes 14 lessons, 20 worksheets, and two live question and answer with me. After hearing the feedback of last cohort, we added a special module on sexual skills. So whatever skills that you want to learn more of, we're teaching inside the class. And I was blessed that I was able to hire world-renowned BDSM educator that is going to teach us about how to incorporate power play in the bedroom. He's going to talk about tantric practices. And together, we're going to help you to curate your sexual bucket list. We're going to cover all sorts of things from sexual education to sexual communication, helping you to identify your turn-ons and sexual values and all of those fun stuff. You can sign up only this week at sexologypodcast.com forward slash enroll. Again, the URL is sexologypodcast.com forward slash enroll. And the URL is in the show notes. Going back to sexual communication, which is a topic of today's episode, it is so important, in fact, that it can mean the difference between a happy, passionate relationship and the one that ends. Every week I get messages from my listeners, my Instagram, or via email that they're asking me about, this is what I want. How should I talk about it with my partner? So hopefully this episode will give you all the tools you will need to have this conversation. The first clip came from one of my favorite author, Guy Blaze. Uh, he wrote the book called Love Like a French. You can find his book and his work at frenchperspective.com. And here's his tip for us. When there is peace and joy in a relationship, that's the best time to start a conversation about sex. It's always good to check what's the mood of your partner and and uh, you start the conversation. And also it's a very tricky because sometimes you have to be very careful that you don't sound very critical. But the whole purpose of a conversation is to improve things. And the partner may talk about their fantasm and uh, the things that they want to try and uh, that things that can make both people happy in their uh, sexuality. I think uh, talking about sex, it's, it's, uh, it's healthy. I find that very interesting that we may discover things that your partner is shy to talk about. For me personally, as a Frenchman, it's something that is very important to always check with my partner if there are things that she want to try or things that I should do better. It's called a positive communication. Thank you. 
This clip came from Diane Lime. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist, an ASAC certified sex therapist, and supervisor practicing in Northern California. She has this blog in psychology today that's wildly popular called Underneath the Sheet. She published lots of interesting things there. So definitely I want you to check it out. And this is her advice for us. My one tip for the listeners of Dr. Mawali's podcast is as follows. So many couples get focused on what is problematic about their partnered sex life. And this suggestion is meant to turn that narrative upside down. So ask your partner the following question. What was a particularly memorable or particularly pleasurable sexual encounter we have had in the past and why? Then your job is to sit back and listen. Allow your partner to talk. Practice patience and curiosity about your partner's experience. This is not only a fun way to share sexy memories, but it might even help you identify some ideas for future sexual encounters. Have fun. Next clip comes from Tara Galliano. She's an author and coach, and she has this wonderful workbook called Rediscovering My Body. You can learn more about her at rediscoveringmybody.com. Here's her advice for us. Hello, this is Tara Galliano of Rediscovering My Body, and my sex tip for you today is how to begin to ask for what it is that you desire. Oftentimes, I hear people demand or manipulate or coerce or imagine that their partner will know what it is that they want, even though they haven't spoken their desire. So if you want to craft an invitation of your desire, it needs to be an ask from a vulnerable place that you can be rejected in, that it is a risk that you take as you share what it is that truly brings you desire in your body, and that you use language that invites your partner in to do what it is that you want. Maybe it is to receive soft kisses at the nape of your neck. And then how do you ask your partner in an inviting way to do that? But that is simple when we know what it is that we want. And so I want you to begin to ask yourself, what is it that I desire and how do I ask my partner for that? And when you journal on that and begin to craft the words, then you can see where the invitation is actually a way to draw your partner closer to you in more intimacy and love. So I invite you to try that on. And if you'd like more information, you can check out my video. Next, we have a somatic therapist, sex therapist, and author of Passion and Presence, A Couple's Guide to Awakened Intimacy and Mindful Sex. That's Marcy Day. She's a wonderful therapist and I love her book and it's filled with wonderful hands-on actions and homework and how you can connect with your body and here is her advice for us. My number one tip is to establish a regular mindfulness practice. It's not only great for sex, it's great for talking about sex. For example, research shows that people who practice mindfulness produce less cortisol during a conflict Now, that stress hormone contributes to the unwanted 
arousal spikes we have where the primitive brain centers essentially hijack the brain's higher centers and go into a fight or flight response. Now, mindfulness can aid communication in other ways. It helps us tap into the deepest parts and uncover desires we didn't even know we had. And we can also explore our reactivity and sexual aversions mindfully to get to the root cause of our conflicts. Mindfulness can also make us better listeners, especially if we agree to view our conversations about sex as an investment in our connection, awareness, and growth. So how does it help us as listeners? Well, when we're mindful, we become present and can receive our partner with a curious and open heart. Now, I recommend a three-step process for making sexual requests. The first step is to name something that's going well already. That relaxes you both, and your partner's more likely to be receptive. And the second is to insert the request. The third step is to tag a benefit for your partner to your request. So an example of step one might be, I love it when you touch my whole body, and when you take time, I can savor every stroke and feel my arousal build. Then the request might be, and you can demonstrate this if you feel brave, and I would love it if you would take even more time stroking my inner thighs and arms, briefly grazing my genitals, and moving your hands back to another body part, like my calves or my cheek. And now here's the benefit to your partner. That kind of slow build with a bit of tease helps me relax and open so I can let go with it. Fully. At my quarterly online retreat, Enhancing Erotic Presence, we practice these mindful skills to build ease and trust. And honestly, communicating about sex becomes natural, engaging, and deeply connecting once you break the ice. Next, we have a clinical psychologist, sex therapist, and author, Dr. Ari Tuckman. He authored few books, but the one that's my favorite, it's called ADHD After Dark, Better Sex Life, Better Relationship. It's filled with lots of great hands-on actionable tools. I, I also enjoyed a lot and I learned a lot from the book and I don't have ADHD. Yes, adultadhdbook.com. That's where you can find. And this is his recommendation for us. This is Dr. Ari Tuckman, and it is great to be back on the awesome sexology podcast. So here's my tip for how to have a good conversation about sex or frankly anything, but you know, sex sometimes feels more kind of emotionally loaded. So it feels different, but you know, good conversation is good conversation, whatever the topic. So my big advice is keep your head on, right? Stay calm, stay focused. And really good conversation is about managing our emotional reaction, especially when it's something sensitive like sex. And especially when the person we're talking to is our romantic partner. So really try to slow it down, really try to calm it down and actually like hear what your partner is saying. Cause it's easy when we get sort of emotionally fired up to start making assumptions, to put words in their mouth, to infer intent that perhaps or probably isn't there. So really kind of make an effort to slow down, slow down the pace of the conversation, to ask a lot of questions, to really try to understand what your partner is saying 
before you even begin to think about what do we do about it. So really kind of stay calm so that you can hear, so that they can hear you. And from there, once you have a good understanding, then you begin to think about, you know, what perhaps happens, how does it happen or not. But I think that the process of being able to have a really good conversation builds a lot of trust in each other and in yourself to be able to then do all those other awesome, crazy, wild, fun things that, I don't know, at least most of us have fantasies about doing. So keep it calm, keep it slow, and see where it takes you. Good luck. Next, we have Christopher Lovestone. He is a coach and author of his recent book, Conscious Cock, the Empowered Sexuality Manual for Men. You can find his book at ConsciousCock.com forward slash book. Here's what Christopher shared with us. Hi, this is Christopher Lovestone of ConsciousCock.com author of Conscious Cock, The Empowered Sexuality Manual for Men. One tip on how to have a productive sex conversation with our partner is about understanding how to make a true invitation. You know, a lot of us understand when our mom said, hey, will you take out the trash, that it wasn't actually a question. It was a veiled demand. She was actually ordering us to do that. And a lot of us do that in our lives with our partners. We, we make these veiled demands of them, expectations, but we phrase them as a question. Understanding what a true invitation is and mastering the ability to make an authentic, true invitation opens up a whole world of possibility for having a really productive sex conversation with your partner. So an invitation is like sending someone a postcard invitation to a party. It's okay if they don't want to come, because it's just an invitation. We don't have an expectation that they have to show up. They don't feel obligated to show up and pressured and like there's lots of demands coming from us or that there's going to be fallout if they decline our invitation. A true invitation is, is a gift of an opportunity that they're invited to accept if they really want to. And that gives them the opportunity to feel into their authentic response. Are they a hell yes to the invitation? Or are they really kind of a no? Yeah. And do you want someone to do something sexually with you, your partner to do something intimate with you, if they're really kind of a no? Or do you want their enthusiasm? Do you want their inner hell yes? So learning how to make a true invitation means that we de-trigger the conversation. We make sure that we're able to hear a no before we ask the question to them, before we make the invitation. Let's say I want to have anal sex or a threesome or watch erotic film, whatever it might be. If I can make that an invitation rather than a demand, then it opens up the possibility for the, our partner to, to actually answer honestly. So it helps to be lighthearted and to preface it and say something simple like, you know, there's something that I would really like to do with you. It's totally okay if you say no. In fact, if, if you're not really interested, I want you to say no to me. I can handle it. It's totally fine. I just thought I'd ask because I want us to have a relationship where we can really share our desires with each other and then invite them to the thing. And if they say no, accept it and drop it or make an alternative invitation. 
Next, we have Martha Calpe. Martha has been featured in many of our episodes. She is a licensed marriage family therapist, an ASAC certified sex therapist and supervisor. And she has a free booklet for couples handling sexual challenges like a rock star that we'll find in the show notes. And here's Martha's recommendation for us. Hi, my name is Martha Kelpie. I'm an ASEC certified sex therapist and supervisor, and I'm here to answer the question, how would you have a productive conversation about sex with your partner? Well, it might seem counterintuitive, but I really think that the first and most important step is for you to take a look inside and figure out what's true for you. But figure out what do you think, feel, believe, or desire? You might get to that by first thinking about what you don't like, but make sure you come all the way around to something you do like. This can really be tricky because usually we tend to focus on the negative and let our partner know what we don't like. But instead, I strongly suggest you think about what you do like, what you want, what you long for. This might be something you missed that happened in the past, or it might even be something you've never experienced before, but you've thought about or heard about or fantasized about and you're curious. So you want to express something about your desire rather than something about your disappointment. This will make it a lot easier for your partner to stay in the conversation with you and not get defensive. Another helpful tip is boil it down to something fairly concise. So if you want to talk about oral sex, for instance, don't also talk about penetrative sex. Don't also talk about the towels on the floor in the bathroom and how you're interested in opening your relationship. Just pick one topic and stick with it until you have some progress. Then figure out a way to express it in a way that isn't dramatic and is also much more about you and your preference than about your partner and their failings. For instance, not our sex life is boring without oral sex. You used to be a lot more fun than you are now. That's more of an indictment of your partner than a disclosure about something you want. It doesn't even include a disclosure about something you want. It's a very sideways communication. Now listen to this example instead. I used to love when we had oral sex and I miss it a lot. I really felt fabulous and very sexy when you went down on me. Now this is actually about you and your preference. It's also about your feelings. You used to feel fabulous when this happened. Overall, it's very positive. It's a little sexy. There's no indictment of character and there's no global statement of any kind of negative attribution. Then You're going to say it to your partner, of course, and stay open and curious about what might be going on with them. And so I think curiosity is the last step. Of course, you want to know what's going on with your partner, honestly, that might be a block to the sexual activity that you're hoping for or wishing for. So using the same example, you might say, I used to love when we had oral sex and I miss it a lot. I really felt fabulous and very sexy when you went down on me. And I'd really love to talk to you about what's getting in the way of us doing that lately because I miss it. I'm totally open to hearing your perspective about it. How do you feel about it? All right. I want to just let you know that sex can be complicated and communicating about it is the name of the game. So Take the tips and go out and give it a try. And best of luck to you and your sexy, sexy life. So many great advice. I personally took note on what my colleagues recommended. And sexual communication is skill. It is not, if it's not something that you were taught in your family of origin, that's the skill that you need to practice. And the more you practice it, the better you'll get at it. My advice for you guys is to whenever you're going into these conversations, 
make sure you have some ideas about solutions. I'm not saying and going into the conversation with a rigid agenda that this is a problem. This is what we're doing. I want you to think about like you're a teammate in this situation, like any team, when we are problem solving and we're brainstorming, it's nice if the team members have some ideas and suggestions. When you're going in and talking about things that are not working for you, sometimes I see that people don't have solutions and they don't haven't thought about what can you, what can they do? And it can turn into this cycle of blame and frustration. And after a while, it turns to nagging. So solution could like be, could be like, Carving out out of schedule, getting babysitter. We're going to do take get babysitter every Friday from this month. Could be researching couple of therapists that you can talk to. Can be a taking a course, listening to books. So there are a number of different things that can help you to problem solve and help you to see they get the result that you want. And it's helpful if you are going into the conversation with those suggestions. At the end, I wanted to also remind you guys that make sure if you are interested to enroll for bedroom fizzle to sizzle, enroll before Friday because we're we're gonna close the door on Friday and the enrollment will not be reopened until uh, late next year. All right, I hope I'll see you inside the class. Take care. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.